you know, you could say that about us too, over here. And so I think there's there has been improvement um, these last couple of weeks, and um, they're playing they're playing hard for him, and so you can see the um, you know the inspired play, and then I think you can see um, um, you could see kind of a um, uh, a defense that has found an identity and is playing towards it and then you're looking at you know offensively I, you know they really ran the ball well this last game and I th I'm sure that helped their defense and so you're seeing kind of a, a collective team kind of emerging and so I think that'd probably be the best way to answer that question is you know that you know this the, this Oklahoma team is becoming right now. Oh, boy. Well, that voice that just about puts you to sleep, who is that? That is Baylor head coach Dave Aranda. And it's still one of the craziest things to me that a team of his that plays so hard defensively, and we think about them, Travis, as being super physical defensively. They got guys that come up and make big hits. We know what the Dave Aranda Baylor team looks like. They're super aggressive defensively. And that does not reflect the personality of their head coach, does it? In fact, like, like think of the coaches around college football right now that do have that aggressive type of defense that Dave Aranda has in your face physical. Um, Nick Saban, sort of a psychopath, right? Kirby Smart, uh, he's probably got a screw loose. Brent Vittables, we know he gets uh, very animated on the sidelines as well. Like the point is, like Dave Aranda is like the only defensive guy that I can feel like talks as softly as as he does. It's nuts. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? It's kind of a uh, um, not to not to put anything on him that uh, he doesn't deserve, but it's got kind of a weird serial killer horror movie <laughs> vibes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, Someone like said Jeffrey Dahmer on the text line. Yeah, the quiet <laughs> ones are the ones you got to watch, Man. and uh, you know you got to wonder with how quiet he is and monotone and 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 boring when he talks. You wonder what he's doing behind closed doors to get those guys play like maniacs because he hides it on the sideline too. You know, he Matt Campbell, yeah, yeah, he, he's Mike Camp, or, uh, Matt Campbell's psychotic on the sideline, which, by the way, I told you and Steely during the pregame show that we were going to get a Matt Campbell meltdown, and I'm pretty sure that cashed during the first half on Saturday. But you know, Baylor won the Big 12 championship last year, and Dave Aranda celebrated like um, his team just got two yards on first down or something. There was like was no that, emotion like a, whatsoever. Like a uh, Villanova, you know, Villanova national champion buzzer beater. Jerry just just you know walks to walks to the scorer's table like like that kind of thing like almost like the uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean as the ships exploding around the, you know the uh, captain as he's walking down the stairs slowly that's that's Aranda right there man um, someone's calling him an assassin Dave Aranda is assassin from uh, an assassin from the nine one eight he's a Mortal Kombat character uh, it's it's weird, man. It's I, just so many defensive coordinators are wired in a certain way. Like we've seen it around here, right? Mike Stoops, uh, Brent Venables. Most of y'all remember Venables and uh, Stoops going at it back at back in the day. They're on the sideline. Dave Aranda looks like he's never had a confrontation with anyone in his entire life. Like I said, man, those are the ones you got to worry about. Those real quiet ones. It, it's almost like. It's almost, you know, mob boss-ish. Like, you start to raise your voice, and it just kind of gives you that look like, you know, you don't want to make this mistake. Why don't yeah. you calm down? I, I, I guess so, but he doesn't have uh, one of the best defenses he's ever had or the best defense he's ever had, but they still got a pretty good defense this year. Um, ranks very high in the conference, probably Iowa State or Baylor, um, whatever kind of the metrics you want to look at, probably the best two defenses in the league. Someone asked us earlier on the text line, is Baylor the best offense that you are going to see for the rest of the regular season? Not by the numbers. Um, scoring offense or total offense? Let's see. Uh, total offense, Tech ranks higher. Tech ranks two. Baylor ranks three. And scoring offense, Oklahoma State ranks two. Baylor uh, ranks three on that one. So 
Is Baylor the best offense you'll play? I would say no, but they're probably not that far off. They're, they're not bad. They're, they're not far off, and they're running the ball extremely well right now. Uh, so Richard Reese, uh, he's very small. He's about 5'9". Um, but he just went for 148 with three touchdowns against Tech. The week before, he went for 186 and a couple of scores. So um, he leads the Big 12 in rushing touchdowns. He's fifth in yards. Uh, so the run defense will be put to the test, Tyler, because uh, this guy's a stud. Yeah, now if, if you want to say, like, w- what's the most difficult matchup for OU, which offense, I'd I'd probably say Baylor, especially if Spencer Sanders is out for as long as it's you know being rumored, because like you said, Baylor runs the ball really well, and OU is still last in the conference in stopping the run. Um, OU's yeah number ten in the Big Twelve in stopping the run, and Baylor has Baylor has more rushing touchdowns than Iowa State has total touchdowns on the year. Isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah, and, and, and they've really been leaning on their run game heavy, Tyler. As I mentioned earlier, Blake Shapin's kind of struggled these last two games. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's, it's almost a, a Deuce Vaughn situation. you got a little guy who can really run. So, um, luckily, we've already faced, uh, you know, for most people's money, the best two running backs in the conference in both Bijan and Deuce. But this guy is no slouch. Baylor has 26 rushing touchdowns on the year. That leads the conference. Iowa State has 20 total touchdowns on the year. Jeez, 26 rushing touchdowns from Baylor. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that's a lot. But you can if, if you can sell out on the run, uh, which is what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to have big games from uh, from Uwebu and from Stutzman. Uh, they rank third and fifth in the conference in tackles right now, respectively. Going to have to have big days from those two guys. Uh, to help out that defensive front, you know, on, on stopping that run. And then you force Shapin into throwing, uh, you know, he's only got two touchdowns and two interceptions uh, in the last uh, couple games for 188 yards per game through the air. So uh, you can you can make Shapin uh, make some mistakes if you can stop that run. Aranda's demeanor is just what happens when a psychopath gets put on the right high end of pharmaceuticals. Uh, this one says, Aranda and Muleshoe had a little dust-up after the game last year when Aranda ran it up on us at the end of the game. Yeah, Muleshoe was uh, running out there praying someone would hold him back from the Baylor sideline. That's what one of those was. That was basically an NBA fight. Because an NBA fight, people act like they want to fight Travis, but they actually don't want to fight. They run out there to someone else, basically praying that some of their teammates will hold them back. That's what Muleshoe was doing in Waco last year. Yep, yep. Hold me back, hold me back. No, really, hold me back. No, seriously, hold me back, man. I don't want any part of this guy. I don't, I, I don't like Muleshoe in the matchup against uh, Dave Aranda. Soft-spoken guy, but I'm I'm gonna guess that he could do some damage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not, not not quiet or Randy, because you know he's in the gym too, just not saying a word, a dead stare in the mirror at himself. Just you might think he's you know all hopped up on pre-workout or something, but not a bead of sweat on that guy. Just 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 repping it out. Uh, yeah, Muleshoe would have taken his worst loss that afternoon. His worst loss wouldn't have been the the one on the field. If he, he probably would have gotten around and found out. He probably would have gotten in a couple licks early and then gone away with what was working. <laughs> nice, yeah, early success. But then, ah, oh, that's beautiful. Well done. I love that so much. Um, we make we we poke fun at Dave Aranda. But uh, does he kind of have OU's number a little bit? His defense played pretty well in the Peach Bowl uh, against OU. I, I believe he was still the defensive coordinator at LSU that year. I think he was. Yeah, he was. He was. And then uh, in 2020, they lost to OU 27-14, but they really limited OU's offense that day in Norman. And then, of course, last year they beat OU 27-14. So Dave Aranda's had – a decent amount of success here against OU. Here, I'm going to say recently. he's had decent amount of sex, success. Excuse me. Oh, well, uh, both could be true. <laughs> I don't know about the first one, but both could against, be true. Yes, uh, against uh, Lincoln Riley. So, we'll actually, see. the first one's probably not true. He'd smile a whole lot more if that was the case. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so mad. <laughs> that could that could be the case. I don't know. I don't know if the Baptist Mafia has got uh, got some control over that down there in Waco, but. Um, yeah, he had success against Lincoln Riley, but we'll see. We'll see with uh, with with Levy because Levy's not a guy who goes away from the run uh, like Lincoln Riley did. 
And we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, defense going to be a tough test uh, against OU. What, what, what is your main concern? What about Baylor is concerning? Is there anything really that sticks out other than the run game and Dave Aranda's recent success, which I, I guess we've already brought up this segment so far? Yeah, I guess I guess I, I don't really have any concerns outside the run game. I'll tell you what, the pass game, like I said, Shapin's kind of struggled these last two games. And what I saw from Woody Washington and even Gentry Williams getting their head around and looking at the ball as it comes in, Wouldn't playing the ball and not the player, I was I almost fell out of my chair in the press box, Tyler. I, I typed out the tweet and thought, oh, my gosh, this is just so fun to type that he got in position. He turned around, played the ball, went up and went for the ball and and came down with a quote-unquote interception. And it was a thing of beauty. And I don't know what snapped in that bye week, but these these guys are getting their, getting their head turned around now. And I think with just that small change uh, to the pass defense uh, and then the offense, I don't think – I, I don't think we're going to have a tougher task than what we had against Iowa State last week, and we left a lot on the field, Tyler. Marvin Mims dropping the ball. Obviously, Eric Gray with the fumble that I don't think he replicates. I think the offense is going to be fine. I just The run defense, you have to sell out on it. Yeah, no, I, you, you, you do. I mean, Blake Shapin's an okay quarterback. I mean, he's all right. He, he's better than Hunter Deckers, so – he is definitely better than Hunter Deckers, but you're still going to have the advantage at quarterback on Saturday. If Blake Shapin is put in really tough spots to beat you with his arm, and I understand that, yes, OU's given up some plays in the air, uh, including on third and fourth and longs this year, but if Blake Shapin consistently has to be the one that beats you on Saturday, well, I, I don't think he's going to do so that. I think OU's so going to win. It. Yeah, yeah, so, be yeah, you'll, so you'll, be you'll live with the results at that point. And I'll tell you what, Tyler, we talked about it, and uh, Kendall brought up Mahomes' name over and over. Uh, we, you know, Deckers often in the past would have his best game of the year against an Oklahoma defense. Well, that didn't happen against us this time, and it felt pretty good. We've now done that to him and Casey Thompson this year, guys that, you know, kind of those middling quarterbacks that could put up some good numbers against us, and we didn't allow them to. So that was a bit promising. What you all haven't mentioned is when was the last time OU played the small Christian school from Waco when it was actually the more physical football team? I honestly don't remember. 2019 in the second half. Jalen yeah, Hurts you, took you, yeah. hits from all sides that night and still kept standing. Yeah, Jalen Hurts specifically uh, out physical them, and then I think he probably went and got, got a workout in afterwards. I'm generally always going to take a defensive guy over an offensive guy in a fist fight. Aranda would beat LR's ass. Um, who would yeah, be who what, would be an offensive, offensive guy? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Mike Leach, no way. Uh, my, I don't he know. He teaches no, those like war strategies and stuff. He, like that. Well, like, he, he has a sword. He would bring a sword to a fight. <laughs> But I, I don't think he's agile enough to cause any damage. Yeah, he, he, he would definitely – he would be able to command others in a fight probably better than anybody. Jimbo would. would talk way too much. Now, come on now. Hey, maybe we can settle this out a little bit. Hey, there's no need to fight here. Hey, I, I, I guarantee you, I, I get you at least 50K here if you, if you don't, you don't want to punt. Like, Jimbo would not stand a chance. Uh, any other – Ryan Day, I guess, he's, he's an offensive guy. Um, he looks like he gets mad really easy with those red rosy cheeks that he gets, but Ryan Day wouldn't scare me all that much. I'm trying to think of any offensive guy who I think could inflict a lot of damage. I mean, yeah, because even you go to the NFL, it seems like just a bunch of pretty boys, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Sonny Dykes got a little crazy in him? He probably does. I mean... If we're talking who's got a little crazy in him, I bet Dana Holgerson's got a little crazy <laughs> yeah, in him. Yeah. Well, he, he is, uh, he's bringing a blade, Dana is. Dana, <laughs> yeah. all, Dana doesn't go anywhere without a blade, especially in Houston. That exactly. I have no doubts. Yeah, it's, yeah, the offensive guys, yeah, they don't, they, they don't quite put that fear of God in you like, uh, like a lot of these defensive guys do. Uh, how mummy would whoop up some folks, says the text line. I bet Jeff Lebby would be good in a fight, says the text line. Somebody else says that. Harbaugh could uh, give him a fight. You think so? I don't know about Harbaugh. He's a tough one to evaluate. Yeah, those khakis really throw you off, man. Yeah, I know. He looks like a dad out there fighting or something. The khakis and the big glasses and the turtleneck. I I don't know, man. He just – I don't don't think he's got it in him. 
Uh, Mangino back in the day says Sooners in Texas. Or, yeah, Sooners in Texas. Dan Campbell. There, there you go. Dan Campbell would bite your ear off, Mike Tyson style. You, you, would, le- you would lose at least two limbs in a fight with uh, Dan Campbell. He seems like he he seems like a you know a really emotional guy though, like I feel like you could reason with him to to not not do anything to you right like he I don't know it, it, he seems like he would just get too worked up emotionally to be able to finish off the fight. Dan Campbell, man, I I think someone's dying. Like e- either he's dying or you're dying. Not, both Yo, people yeah. aren't walking out of the <laughs> ring that day. <laughs> yeah, he he feels like maybe he would he would. You know, knock you out, but then feel terrible about it. Dabo would whip your rear, then throw you a pizza party because that's the type of guy he is. Oh, God, that's so good. Yeah, Dabo would run. Have you seen that 40 time? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course I've seen it because he's got to be the first one that uh, rolls down the hill at Clemson. Yeah, he's, uh, no, he's wanting that to go, uh, He's wanting that to go the distance because that endurance has got to be up there with all that running. Urban Meyer back in the day for sure. Urban Meyer would just destroy you mentally before the fight, and you'd have nothing left. He He'd call take, you every name in the book, and you you would lose all confidence that you had. Then whenever you went to swing, he he would claim a heart condition, and then he would get to bow out of the fight for medical reasons. Matt Patricia looks pretty scary. Matt Patricia would be the guy that you think you want to fight, and then you get within six feet. He like, He looks like he smells really bad. I don't think you'd want to fight Matt Patricia because the smell alone would probably cause you to lose. Hey, I mean, that's a pretty good tactic. You know, you got to attack all the senses, Tyler. Matt, uh, Mike Gundy used to wrestle back in the day. Mike Gundy is definitely the guy in the fight that takes his shirt off for it, which we've all seen that at a Homeland parking yep. lot somewhere in Oklahoma back in high school. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and he'll, he'll do some one-handed push-ups to try and intimidate you beforehand, too. <laughs> Uh, Dallas Bill says Mangino would do some damage if given some uh, motion like the juggernaut. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More to come next right here on The Ref. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. Sooner fans, the 2022-2023 women's basketball season is right around the corner, and season tickets are available for as low as $120. Come see head coach Ginny Bronchek and the Oklahoma Sooners basketball team all season long. Visit Soonersports.com or call 405-325-2424 to secure your seat and support the Sooners at the Lloyd Noble Center this season. Boomer Sooner. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a Sooner-born, Sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. CCW Safe offers service membership plans for concealed carry permit holders. If members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides the best defense attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use of force lawsuits and investigations. Membership plans start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCW Safe at CCWSafe.com. Are you ready to move mom or dad close but can't find the perfect spot for their active lifestyle? Look no further. The Carlstone 55 plus independent living community has all the luxury amenities they need like full service dining, salon, and a movie room while still providing the independent lifestyle they love with daily activities and exercise room. Call today 405-701-2951 or go online to thecarlstone.com and take advantage of our spring move-in special and save $325 a month. Your loved one's new home awaits. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. <laughs> what a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. You know I'm not a Halloween guy. I think it all stems back when I was in the church youth group in Mustang growing up. And they had a hay 
bailmate. And I did not know at this point in my life that I am a claustrophobic individual. (laughs) (laughs) This was the night that I found that out. I was praying. I was in there. I was praying. God, get me out of this. You act like you were trapped for hours. It was probably like 30 seconds. No, it was at least 15 minutes. T-Row and TJ, weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Sooner senior tight end Braden Willis is the November cover athlete of Boyd Street Magazine. Read Chris Plank's story on how Willis has been a steadying force for the Sooner offense this season. Also in the November issue are stories covering Norman Regional's work to combat food insecurity, McKinley Elementary's 100th birthday celebration, a preview of the OU women's basketball team, how Boy Street Ventures is helping to bring jobs and investment opportunities to Norman, and unique desserts for the upcoming holiday season. Find the November issue of Boy Street on stands and online at boystreet.com. While serving in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. They didn't think I was going to make it. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. <laughs> Tell me what you think about this text on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line uh, because I think that this is fantastic. I feel silly texting this, but I kid you not, it is the truth. Since you mentioned Nick Saban, I dreamed the other night that my wife and I had a fender bender with him and I got into a dust up with him before people broke us up. I need help. What does it mean if you're dreaming about a, a dust-up with Nick Saban? Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, I'm not, 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 not a dream analyst, but I wonder if, uh, I don't know, I, I wonder maybe if Bill O'Brien gets, you know, a job as a head coach that maybe we'll have a dust-up with Saban over, uh, I don't know, maybe a recruit that was committed to the offense. I don't, I don't know. Something crazy. Well, isn't there like a website, or I think there's maybe even a book, to where if you're dreaming about this consistently, it says what it means in your life? I'm sure yeah, Nick's that's kind of like that's like the WebMD thing. Like eventually, <laughs> oh yeah. no, oh you have a headache, you're gonna die. Like, like I think maybe maybe it's along the lines of that kind of website. Texter, did you win the dust up with Nick Saban? That's what I really want to know. I said it got broken up. Yeah, but you know maybe he caused some damage before. I don't know. Yeah, That'd be a weird feeling waking up to that. Be like, I just dreamed about getting into a fight with Nick Saban. Seriously? What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, maybe the college football consumption is a bit high midweek if you're dreaming about opposing college coaches midweek, you know. I could understand after a long day of, you know, 14 hours of watching college football or something like that, but I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's something to do with the uh, – the college football playoff rankings coming out. Text line web uh, MD sounds like he's ready for the SEC. Is uh, the diagnosis there? Well, yeah, was it was it the playoff committee uh, separating the dust up? To protect, <laughs> to, to protect hey, the leave Alabama alone! Yeah, they barely beat A and M in Texas, two disappointing teams this year, and got beat by Tennessee. But come on, it's still Alabama here. Oh, they'd be the first ones to break up that fight because there there's been a few fights that Alabama should have lost this year. Jeez, it's unbelievable, man. And and people are coming after the playoff committee saying that this is embarrassing. And yes, these playoff rankings don't matter. You got to mention it. But the, the main point people are making is, you know, if this was Texas and Texas had TCU's resume, Texas would probably be the number two team in the country. And to be honest with you, it's hard to discredit that thought whatsoever because I totally well, buy into that. Yeah, the playoff committee is essentially big game boomer with a television deal. Oh my gosh! Yes, like, it's it's all right. Let's throw some names out there for entertainment and engagement, even though we don't even believe this. And then uh, there's no consequences because it's just going to get people talking. I guess uh, Kendall Googled what it means if you're dreaming about Nick Saban and getting into a dust up with him over a uh, fender bender. It me he says it means there are things you still doubt in your life. 
Also, it shows that your emotions aren't in any balance. The battle will be between your heart and mind, per the internet. That's deep. Well, it's on the internet, so it can't be wrong. Yeah, true. Uh, now, K- Kendall needs to type in a completely different scenario and see if it spits out the same thing. <laughs> and also, so. I, need, I need to see how specific Kendall's search was. If it was legitimately, hey, Fender Bender got in a fight with Nick Saban, head coach of the Alabama football team, um, and then it got broken up. Uh, like, was it, like was it was it that detailed, or was it just like got in a fight? Yeah, got in a fight, probably. He, th- this guy follows up and says, believe it or not, the way dreams go, they're so crazy. The next thing I knew, my wife and I were at his home with he and his wife, and he was doing woodworking. You were hanging out with Miss Terry and Nick Saban, and he Ms. was doing Terry. woodworking? Wow. You, you do. You, you must have had about four glasses of whiskey that night to have, that, to have those types something. of dreams. Had, had something. Man. Oh, my gosh. Dang. That's a whiskey night if I've ever heard of one, if you're dreaming of things like that. Woodworking. What was it? I wonder what he was sculpting, or what he was carving. I should say. I I have no idea. That is that's nuts. That yeah, more more crazy dreams about Nick Saban. Uh, your outlet to talk about them is definitely the Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. We uh, I think you mentioned Dana Holgerson last segment, and it remember it reminded me of a story that I read today. So the Houston Chronicle had a story out about Dana Holgerson saying, well, you know, the new Big 12 schedule for 2023 is about to come out in a couple of weeks, and when it does, oh, it's going to be eye-opening. To which I say, well, what, what does that mean? Like, what, what does Dana Holgerson mean that it's going to be eye-opening? OU has to go to Houston, to Orlando, to Cincinnati, and to Provo the first four weeks of the Big 12 slate next year. They're not going to be included in the Big 12 schedule? What does that mean? Well, that same article... Um, the guy who, who wrote it is reporting that Texas will play at Houston next year. Texas will play a road game at Houston for the first time since 20, uh, two, excuse me, 2001. Houston and Texas haven't played in football since 2002. And I celebrated a little bit, Travis. I really celebrated when I read this because I said, okay, sweet. Well, if Texas is going to Houston next year, the odds are maybe a little bit lower that OU won't have to go to maybe the least desirable location of the new teams coming in. I want no part of a road game in Houston, especially early on in the year. And if Texas is going there, maybe it means OU won't have to play a road game in Houston. Yeah, that's I'm what celebrating it like. that. That's what it sounds like to me, and uh, I think it ups the – didn't you say their, their other one was UCF, right? Did uh, Texas have to go Houston UCF? I I didn't I didn't see UCF. I just read the report about Houston. But I mean that if nothing else, Tyler, it increases the odds of going to Provo. Yes. Yes, so, it does. I mean, there's that, and yeah, I'm I'm in no hurry to go to Houston to cover a football game. I uh, I have done that before. Uh, I am I am out on doing that again. Please. Send me to Orlando before you send me to Houston. And not that Orlando is some great spot either. Um, if you have to play at UCF in late September, I mean, it's going to be pretty brutal, especially with all the people that are in Orlando uh, on every given weekend of every single year. But I would take Orlando in a heartbeat over uh, Houston. Not even I, close. I would see. I, I'm wondering if Orlando would have a sports bar big enough to rival Jethro's claim of being the biggest sports bar in the Big 12. I think that would be something worth exploring. Not a sports bar, but a Disney bar, I'm sure that they do. Right? <laughs> I'm sure they do. They try and claim Epcot <laughs> as, as their sports Probably. bar. Probably. Uh, which, by the way, do, do, you, do you believe Jethro's that they have the largest sports bar in the Big 12? Yeah. After going there? Yeah, because I, I'm pretty sure since they have so many breakout rooms, like they have two massive banquet rooms, they have another room that's got like four pool tables, the the punching game, they got skee-ball and pop-a-shot and all kinds of stuff, and the massive bar. I mean, people kept filing in and filing in. The KRF Army rolled deep out to Ames. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, like I said, I think their occupancy was like 540, I think. That's a lot. Yeah. South Dakota Sooner uh, texted us on Monday and said the uh, K-Ref crew was awesome on Saturday, which was just basically you up there. So 
Uh, I guess a lot of people from up north uh, came to that game. What'd you say? Some Chicago area yeah, listeners. Chicago was yeah. very heavy. What was interesting is we hung up with Dennis from Chicago on the post game show. Oh, uh, nice. And then after that, like I think three or four, or no, two or three. I think it was three uh, different Chicago residents uh, came through because they said it's only about a five hour drive for them. So um, yeah, it was it was really cool. Oh, I'm sure those Chicago area listeners. Uh, maybe they're excited about the SEC. I don't know. But there's not going to be a five-hour drive for them in this new conference. Uh, at least you had Ames, Iowa before. Chicago area listeners, and I know that we got a big uh, listener base up there. Going to have to travel a little bit more for some uh, for some road games in the SEC. Which, what, Chicago to St. Louis is four hours. I've drove that a couple times before. It's like four hours, give or take. Uh, how far is Columbia from St. Louis? So it may not it may not be that much worse. You could catch a game OU and Mizzou every uh, other year, I guess. And they might be able to sneak in a, a game in Cincinnati before we uh, before we make the move. If we're at Cincinnati, that's a little bit less than a five hour trip from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, change of topics on the text line, but someone says, "How is Texas number twenty four? I I I I don't know. I have no idea. They, they they got three losses on the year. They they just lost their previous game when the Horns were a seven point favorite. I I, I don't have an answer. Like if you say why is Texas? I, I I'm to the point, Travis, where I I am more open to hearing suggestions from other people. Like if you've got a reason why Texas is favored in their next two games against better football teams, they're still in the top twenty five. By all means, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. I'd love to hear some explanation. Or a, an explanation. I could, I could have seen it be explained a little bit if the rankings came out pre-Oklahoma State because they would have the argument of, well, with if this team has Quinn you know, healthy, then they're probably undefeated right now. But then we saw Quinn go 19 of 49 uh, against Oklahoma State in a defense. Oklahoma State's pass defense is garbage. So uh, the fact that he went 19 of – 49 uh that pretty much disqualifies any talk that thinks oh well with Quinn healthy this team would be you know a top five team in the country because they would not be but Tyler we know the reason if you go back and look at Alabama opponents over the years they were always always rated too high because they want to prop up Alabama they just gave because of some some Fugazi some fake ranking system they just gave Alabama another ranked win it's just it's just nuts, man. And we have no idea how Texas is going to come out of the bye after their third loss of the year when they just lost Oklahoma State. You, you know what I mean? Like, Is that going to be a team that completely throws in the towel like they did last year after the OU loss? Because didn't um, Sark say it himself this offseason? That loss to OU last year, that broke them. Who's to say that that loss at, at OSU didn't break them? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You, you could you could definitely reason that, right? You could say, hey, you know what? You know, Bijan feels he's not getting the ball enough because, you know, they probably win that game if they try and run the offense through him instead of throwing it 49 times. Uh, you know, a lot of the offense probably thought, oh, man, if Quinn's just healthy, we'll be fine. Uh, you know, and then you go out there and you're clearly not fine. Um, you maybe you feel like the whole world's against you because Oklahoma State had zero penalties, even though Oklahoma State actually had two penalties, but Texas didn't accept either one of them. But nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about how Texas had eight pre-snap penalties that are not judgment calls by the officials. Those are, I mean, those are easy calls. So um, yeah, there are a lot of reasons for Texas to think, oh, same old Texas, same old Texas. I'm serious. If anyone has any ideas or reasoning as to why Texas is still valued the way that they are, uh, I, text us because I, 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 I don't get it. Here's one. They're going to blame it on Quinn Ewers, but honestly we lost because we had no quarterback and we are getting zero AP votes, but Texas is ranked total BS. Okay. <laughs> keep them coming. Maybe we'll find out an answer as to why Texas is still valued as – a team that's favored on the road at Kansas State and a team that's favored by six at home against TCU next week. 405-651-3439. The Rush rolls on next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. The word is spreading and the Ref army is growing. 
keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. to stay hot this November is at Riverwind. With so many ways to win on over 2,800 of your favorite games. With some of the best dining and drink options around. It's easy to see why we're OKC's number one casino. It's time to come to Riverwind. If you or a loved one has suffered a debilitating illness or injury, Norman Regional's inpatient rehabilitation team is the one you can trust to help get your quality of life back where you need it. As an accredited center of excellence and top three physical rehab facility in the state, according to U.S. News & World Report, Norman Regional's dedication to patients isn't just a talking point, it has been proven. To learn more, visit normanregional.com and search inpatient rehabilitation. Sooner fans, the 2022-2023 women's basketball season is right around the corner, and season tickets are available for as low as $120. Come see head coach Ginny Bronchek and the Oklahoma Sooners basketball team all season long. Visit Soonersports.com or call 405-325-2424 to secure your seat and support the Sooners at the Lloyd Noble Center this season. Boomer Sooner. These next few months are the prime time to pop the question. The cases at Mitchell's Jewelry are filled with engagement ring options, so if you're ready to propose this weekend, we can make it happen. However, if a custom one-of-a-kind design is more your style, that's our specialty. Natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, moissanite, or colored gems, we can create anything you desire. A word to the wise, make sure your wish list is ready. Mitchell's Jewelry, where Oklahoma gets engaged. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. (laughs) What a bomb. (laughs) What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. You know I'm not a Halloween guy. I think it all stems back when I was in the church youth group in Mustang growing up. And they had a hay bale maze. And I did not know at this point in my life that I am a claustrophobic individual. (laughs) This was the night that I found that out. I was praying. I was in there. I was praying. God, get me out of (laughs) You act like you were trapped for hours. It was probably like 30 seconds. No, it was at least 15 minutes. T-Row and TJ. Weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Things like grass clippings and leaves can contribute harmful levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing, or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Auburn, uh, that's been the big story in college football this week. The Auburn job is open. Will it be Lane Kiffin? Will it be Deion Sanders? That would definitely be the most entertaining hire. Chances Coach Prime is the next head coach for the Auburn Tigers, Travis Davidson. Oh, man, I, I, I feel like it's about a 10% chance. I, I really – I'm not believing in it much. I know they want to go for a splash higher, but I really do think 
they're all in on Lane. Uh, obviously, Hugh Freeze is somebody that they're they're definitely going to take a look at. And I just think I think the Boosters, you know, they control that program down there. They got a lot of Texas in that program when it comes to that. Um, I, I just don't think that I don't think they look at Dion as a guy whose splash can make up for the lack of kind of the X's no experience that he has. I think diving right into the SEC West might, I don't know, might, might not be exactly what they want him to do or maybe that he wants to do. I still want to see him end up at Georgia Tech because I think him and Atlanta, ooh, you know who'd be, you know who wouldn't like that? Kirby Smart wouldn't like that. No. Um, hmm. I wonder if he's holding out for the Florida State job. Because I, I, at some point, and I don't think it's going to be all, at uh, Auburn, but at some point there, there's going to be a major school that offers him an opportunity, and he's probably going to have one shot at it, Travis. He's going to have one shot at guiding a Power 5 program. Do you want to take your one chance at a school like Auburn that's got a long way to go in a conference like the SEC? I, Auburn and Florida State. I think Florida State's a better job than Auburn, but like – the potential of actually winning at Florida State in the ACC looks just so much greater of, an, of a chance than winning at Auburn in the SEC with Bama as your biggest rival. I'd much rather have a job like FSU than, than, than the Auburn job. Yeah, really any job in the ACC, and that's kind of why I bring up Georgia Tech. I mean, you think of the runway of expectations, right? I mean, if you go to Georgia Tech, probably for the first two or three years, they're just happy to have you, Right. And, you know, after that, they, they, they look at kind of, you know, giving you that long-term runway. I mean, you look, look at what Dabo did in the ACC with Clemson. I mean, he was there a long time uh, before he started to win big. Uh, I, don't think if, I don't think that happens in an SEC school. He could also be the face of the HBC, you know, and, and all the football programs out there. That hasn't been a bad life for Deion Sanders. I, the, like, the only reason that college game day was at Jackson State what was it, two weeks ago, was because of Dion. So it, it's not like he just has to get out of Jackson State now and go to Auburn. He's, I agree. He, he's I agree. fine and he's going to have opportunities, I think. He, he's okay if he stays put. I agree, but I do think that, um, you know, if, if you look at kind of the racial history or culture of Atlanta, yeah. I feel like he could accomplish – not exactly helping out uh, HBCUs uh, in that way, but I think just generally and culturally, it would be still a good fit. Sure. Um, you know, normally on Wednesdays when you're on with me, I say, hey, uh, 24-7 has their early picks for the football game this weekend. Here's kind of what they're thinking. Um, this is the first game all year long where they have not picked an OU game. But they didn't pick the game at all. So I don't know what way 24-7 Is that good is or bad? bad? I don't. Well, I mean, it, I I'm more surprised that uh, if if there was a game that they weren't going to pick, I thought it would be the OU Iowa State game last week. I it, I, I guess yeah. this OU Baylor game is just not. Is it not on anyone's radar? The game's on ESPN Plus. They're not even picking a final score for the game. I I, I know both teams have three losses and have been disappointing this year, but. I, I do think that there's some intriguing storylines in this game, and whoever think, wins this game. Do you think game, game day is, is going to pick us? Um, do you think that I should say? No. This, do you think game day is going to pick the game? I, I no, probably not. Probably not. Which is crazy. Is this is this what it's like like for everybody else? This is what last, <laughs> I don't like this at all, Tyler. This is what it's like to be Iowa State. I think yes. Ooh. All right, let's see what everyone's thinking about our game this week. Can't wait to see. Uh, oh, they're they're not even they're not even talking about it. All right, but it's it just it's just funny because this is such a critical game at a critical point in the season for OU. Like you win this game, and you can really point to signs of progress from this football team, which is at this point is what you're hoping for, right? You're hoping for a better year two under Brent Venables, and I think that this is kind of a critical time to get better as a team and create some momentum that you can take into the following year. So there's a lot on the line for OU. There's a lot on the line for Baylor in terms of salvaging their season and maybe you know Dave Aranda's team figuring out a way to get to a good game or a good bowl game and get 10 wins. But nope, nationally, man, 
It's all Texas, Kansas State, Bama, LSU, Tennessee, Georgia, and seemingly every other game but this one in Norman. Yeah, that's that's so weird to me. I mean, you would think just based, I mean, we just got done talking about how Texas's brand is a lot of the reason why they're probably ranked. I mean, Oklahoma, it ain't no bargain bin brand, man. Like, like we are a big-time brand. The argument was made by a lot of national guys. Uh, I think Joel Klatt was one of them that said, look, TCU is getting disrespected because of their brand. If OU or Texas had the same record and the same resume, they'd be in the top five. They'd probably be in the top three. So we, we say all that. To turn around and say, wait a minute, you're not even picking our game? I mean, man, you could not have convinced me of that earlier in the year that Baylor-Oklahoma, which at that time probably was, what, a top 12 matchup or something like that early? Like, I don't know, I forget what Baylor opened the season as, but they were up there. So you look at that and then you say, oh, no, these guys, nah, we're not even going to pick that game. Wild times. Yeah, Micah from Conowa says game day will pick the game just to promote ESPN Plus. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, most that's, of the conversation will be about where what channel it's on or where you can find it, other than the actual game. That is a uh, Micah. That is a big time, big brain tweet right there. That is a great point. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it, it, it's a close spread to what three and a half. Um, it's I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really really tight football game, and I think the crowd on Saturday is gonna be pretty good as well for that uh, 2 p.m. ESPN Plus game. Which hey, if you haven't heard, now you have sunny and a high of 64 degrees. At least that was the forecast that I found right before the show today. You know how it works. I, I guess it can change in an instant. But Friday is supposed to be a bad weather day. I think most, if not all, Oklahoma high school football games have been moved to Thursday. But Saturday for the OU game is supposed to feel like fall. Sunny and in the mid to low 60s. And I cannot wait. It's going to be fantastic. It will not be brutally hot like the UTEP and uh, Kansas game. Yeah, I've I've dressed a couple times this year as if it were fall and immediately... You know, thought, oh, maybe a T-shirt. All black on game days is your look, and there's been a couple times where, like, oh, man. it was early on, you know, superstitious. It felt like it was going well, you know, through three games, especially after going up to Nebraska. I was like, all right, this seems to be going well. Got the same shoes, got the same kind of look going on. And then everything came off the rails, and then I, I didn't know what to do. I guess at least you're courteous with your all black look. You do bring an extra stick of deodorant with you on game day. Well, I think that I think that's important. Um, no matter what you're wearing, Tyler, I think it's important to those around you. If you plan on being active, if it's hot, even as you're wearing heavier clothing, you may sweat a little more. Get a little get a little stick of deodorant on the way. Yeah. Well, you uh, tend to smell it quite a bit uh, during kickoffs when everyone's got uh, their hand pointed in the air with the index finger out, right? Uh, that's the that's when you really smell the bo inside yeah, Owen Field when it's hot. Yeah. I feel like you're just being courteous, and I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll walk in and uh, obviously go through security, and, you know, I get my phone out, and I get my keys out, and then I get the stick of deodorant out, and every time this year, they've looked up and been like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, absolutely. You don't want to be that, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy that nobody wants to sit by because, you know, you got your hand in the air after a big touchdown and everybody's excited and they go, ooh, what is that? You don't want to be that guy, but there are still several of those guys uh, amongst the 85,000 there, <laughs> there are on There tens uh, of Saturdays. thousands of those guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. there is. All right, we'll close up hour number two of The Rush. Coming up next, keep it locked on The Ref. The word is spreading and The Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. Are you looking out the back window and you see missing panels on your fence? Perhaps your fence is leaning over or being held up by a 2x4. It's time to call Van Hoos Fence, the metro area's premier residential and commercial fence company. Van Hoos delivers professional craftsmanship at an affordable price. 
from custom orders to prefabricated products. Van Hoos does it all. Call them today, 405-735-1167, or see their work on vhfence.com. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of The Rush. And here's a report out from Pete Thamel that is... Wow. Uh, shocking. Now, now nothing is set in stone here. It's just kind of some hearsay. But Pete Thamel says, Sources, Gonzaga AD Chris Standiford met with Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark in person in Texas last week about the Zags potentially joining the Big 12. This is part of broader discussions that have unfolded in recent weeks between the Big 12 and Gonzaga. Um... Clearly, they would be a a basketball-only edition, I would guess, but you get the Zags to join your league for hoops? That is a major win, man. Wow. Yeah, big win for basketball for sure. Um, you know, how much does that affect your TV deals as a conference? I mean, I, I don't know how much value it adds, but I will say, I mean, the Big 12 already a fantastic basketball league. Um, that would only be better uh, given Gonzaga, but I mean – I like the move, but your mark, he's being aggressive. I remember when he got the job right away, you know, before he was really talking about Western expansion and this, that, and the other, he, he, he wasn't sounding like he was going to be too aggressive. Well, I mean, he completely turned the tables on that because he is getting very aggressive. It'll be interesting to see what the PAC 12 does in response and what they do with their Tier 2 and Tier 3 rights as far as it goes with streaming services. 2021 Final Four was Houston about to be in the Big 12, Baylor in the Big 12, and Gonzaga might be in the Big 12 in the future. That's three of the four. And, of course, Kansas won the national championship last year. So uh, that's that's impressive, man. That's yeah, Baylor, pull off Baylor, the Zags, won, man. Baylor won it before that. So yeah, Texas Tech has been there recently. I mean – Big-time conference, man. Yeah, well, for hoops. Yeah, yeah, definitely for that, that is hoops. the case. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, final hour of The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Fourteen hundred AM KREF Norman Moore Oklahoma City and ninety nine point three FM K twenty five seven DA the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six function multi pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes in.